and also know that if you do take the plunge and you do quit, that you are resourceful enough to to be able to make the income that you need to, whether it's from your business or from, you know, even getting a part-time job elsewhere to make sure that you make it work. But just know that you are resourceful enough to figure it out and to get by enough to do that. From the millenniummarketplace.com, this is the Wi-Fi Work Ethic Podcast, hosted by me, Haley Alicia. I believe that if you have a strong Wi-Fi connection and an even stronger work ethic, you can make big things happen no matter where you come from or who you know. This show shares the stories of online entrepreneurs and influencers and also dives into business trends and news with the occasional pep talk thrown in. Find this show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and at themillennialmarketplace.com. All right, let's get started. Hey there, welcome to episode 31 of the Wi-Fi Work Ethic Podcast. Today we have Hannah from the Limitless Millennials on the show, and this Hannah was actually introduced to me from the other Hannah we have had on the show from Dream Life is Real Life, and I'm so glad she introduced us because we had an amazing conversation that you are about to hear. But before we get into that, let me introduce you to Hannah. Hannah wasn't always so sure about her path in life. From graduating from college to dead-end cubicle jobs to network marketing, Hannah found herself wondering, is this it? Until she discovered that so many others have been asking themselves the exact same question. Hannah is on a mission to help people live limitless lives by pursuing entrepreneurial endeavors to leave their 9 to 5s. One, because they deserve it, and two, because they are absolutely capable of doing so. Currently, she is a personal business coach for ambitious millennials who are looking to create, monetize, and scale their online businesses with ease and alignment. Hannah is also a public speaker and the host of the Limitless Millennials podcast. You may have seen Hannah featured in Medium, Thrive Global, Thrive Global, IamDanElson.com, The Daily Grind podcast, and The Dream Life is Real Life podcast. When she isn't working on her business or personal development, you will find Hannah hiking, traveling, trying a new recipe, reading or binge watching a show on Netflix. And now let's get into my conversation with Hannah. There are so many actionable and practical tips. You're going to want to get out your notebook for this one unless you're driving. Listen to it once while you're driving and then listen to it again later when you can take down notes because there are so many great things in this episode. All right, let's get into it. Thank you so much for talking with me today. I'm super excited to share your story and see how it can help others and dive into your journey. So um, let's just start with who you are, what you do, and then we can dive into what has gotten you to where you are today. That sounds great. So like you said, my name is Hannah Morris and I am a personal business coach. I currently help ambitious millennials create, monetize, and scale their online service-based businesses. Um, however, that isn't always what I thought I was going to be doing. I went to college. You know, I kind of played out the normal path that most people take. So I went to university, graduated in 2016, and from there, immediately started working a 9-to-5 office position, except that I realized within three months that it really wasn't the right fit for me. So I found myself to be like extremely miserable and not knowing what to do with my life because everybody told me 
that this was the path that I should be on, you know, like this is the path mm-hmm. that I should be taking in order to be successful. So I was working in this nine to five job and trying to figure out a way to get out of it. I knew I wanted to work from home, but had no clue how that could be an option for me. So I started a network marketing business that um, I worked really hard to build for a little over a year. And at the end of that year, I realized that what I really truly wanted was to still have my own company and to be 100% my own boss and not to be associated with any other company out there. Mm -hmm. I just wasn't happy, you know, um, still being connected to another company and selling products that while I really loved them, I didn't like the salesy feeling of it. Mm -hmm. So at that time I started working on like personal development and just reading all the books and watching webinar after webinar. I come home from work and I would just watch three webinars I had signed up for that day just to see what else is out there, to learn more, to better myself, just really to become a better human being in general. Um, And at that time, I actually reconnected with an old manager of mine that I'd had from an internship when I was at university. And she's somebody who had up and left her nine to five the year before. She had started her own online business, moved across the United States. And it was just really inspiring. And so I'd been watching what she was doing and we reconnected and I eventually became her virtual assistant. So with her, I was able to see kind of all the back end work of running an online business, what it all entailed, how she was helping people and was just so incredibly inspired by everything she was doing. So after that, I realized, wow, I'd really love to be able to do something very similar to that. So I realized that I could take, you know, everything I had learned from building up my my network marketing business, from being her virtual assistant, from my internships, from my jobs, from my education, and turn it into my own business coaching business. (laughs) So that is what I do now. Way cool. Okay, so I always like to take it back to the very beginning and ask people when they were younger, what did they want to be when they grew up? Yeah, so... That changed. I mean, when I was a really little kid, I wanted to be a singer. And then as I grew up, I realized that I am a terrible singer. (laughs) So (laughs) as I started to grow, you know, actually grow up and get into high school, um, I started to be more realistic about my options. And so, you know, I remember having, you know, I'm trying to think of what the business is called, but, you know, people would come into the middle school and talk about future professions that we could go into. Mm-hmm. And of course, you'd always look at, at the, um, you know, the highest paying option. Right, You're of like, course. Oh, you know, <laughs> that's what I'm going to be. <laughs> and you have no clue how you're going to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually wanted to be a psychologist when I was in high school. And then when I went into college, I actually went in thinking that I was going to be a nurse practitioner. Okay. And yeah, so, and then I think it was my, yeah, right at the beginning of my freshman year of college, I started taking biology classes and chemistry classes. And I, you know, they always, like, I never really loved them to begin with, Mm -hmm. but they were just something that I had to take in high school. And then I had to take in college, but I kind of hit a point in college where I was like, you know what, I'm really miserable taking these classes and learning these things that I really don't love to learn about. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should be switching directions and going towards something else that I am more passionate about so that 
these four years of college don't totally suck. Mm -hmm. So I actually ended up majoring in French and international relations. Um, French is something that I had taken since I was in the seventh grade. So I ended up learning French for 10 years. I lived in France for a semester to study abroad. Um, it's something that I'd always been super passionate about. So I ended up majoring in the French language and then pairing it with international relations, not knowing what I was going to do with that degree. Like I had yeah. absolutely no clue. I was just like, I need, you know, this is what I'm passionate about. This is what, this is the path that I'm going to follow. And it's just all going to work out. That's an amazing and mindset. It, it, what's that? That's an amazing mindset, especially because you really didn't know what would come of it, that you just decided to go with your passion, really not knowing like if it would really amount to anything, but you just kind of knew it would somehow. So that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I guess I always said there's so many people who who will major in one thing and their actual profession ends up being something that is completely different yeah and so I was like you know what at the end of the day I think it's mostly about just getting your degree um and it'll all just come from there so the jobs I ended up getting were just administrative positions because that is you know you didn't need any specialty degrees for that and I just figured that I'd work up from there but and then I got into the whole like not liking working the nine-to-five office life um and then it just spiraled and now I'm an entrepreneur so I mean, who knows what I would have, where I would be today if I had pursued or continued to pursue nurse practitioner to be a nurse practitioner. Mm-hmm. Um, who knows where I'd be today? I might be in a hospital and love it, or I might be in a hospital and I might hate it. I don't know. Right. <laughs> but I'm just happy where I am today. Awesome. So, also looking still back on like childhood and being younger, do you are you able to now work? And the position you are in now as an entrepreneur, are you able to look back and see any kind of like early clues into, oh, like that was entrepreneurial and, or I didn't even know I was doing these entrepreneurial things as a child. I I just find that a lot of people who find themselves in entrepreneurship, they can look back and realize like, oh, I did love selling things to my friends or, oh, I did love coming up with ideas and making them happen when I was younger. And they didn't really make the connection until I asked them. So I wonder if you have any of those. That's a really fantastic question. I am actually not one of those people. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think the one thing that I ever did was I had like a weekend lemonade sale uh-huh. that I probably <laughs> made like $5 off of. But apart from that, I honestly never thought I would be an entrepreneur. I remember even thinking that I didn't think that I could do it. Oh, wow. I never thought that entrepreneurship was for me. I always thought that working a stable like corporate job was going to be the life for me. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a perfect segue to my next question because you mentioned kind of how you decided to make the transition as you just started feeling like you weren't meant to be in that office environment. What were some of those red flags or warning signs that ultimately led you to make the decision to leave that kind of life and pave a new path of entrepreneurship? Mm, Yes. So, Definitely the fact, uh, yeah, okay, so there's so many things that were red flags, <laughs> and I don't even know where to start with them. Um, I would say that I really hated the monotony mm. of working nine to five Monday through Friday, and it was great at first. It was actually something that I was so excited about when I was transitioning from graduating, graduating from college and looking for a nine to five position. Mm-hmm. I was so excited to have a, like, a stable 
um, like regular hour position because I'd always worked when I was in college, I always worked, um, you know, early mornings or late nights, at, you know, barista positions, bartending positions, et cetera. So I was so excited to be working like normal people hours as I refer to them. Right. But once I started doing that, I realized that I was so bored with my life and, you know, I felt like I was just working it away and living for the weekend. Mm-hmm. So that was a huge red flag. I also didn't like that I had I had these dreams at one point <laughs> when I was in college. I was like, you know, eventually I'd love to write a book. Um, I'd love to start my own podcast, you know, just those sorts of things. And I realized like three months in and six months in to working nine to five that I completely forgot about those dreams. Yeah. And I realized that if I continued doing this, then I wasn't going to pursue those things because this would take up, working nine to five would basically consume my life. Mm-hmm. So that was another big red flag was I was working towards somebody else's dreams, but really not towards my own. And that if I continued, I probably never would. Um, I also really hated only having two weeks of vacation and kind of having to work um, on hours that work hours that I didn't decide on, mm-hmm. you know, like they were, they were just very inflexible yeah. and I, and I really wanted more flexibility because I love to travel. Like when I lived in, when I lived in France, I traveled to 13 different countries in those six months I was there. So I really, really loved traveling and I wasn't able to incorporate that much when I was working nine to five. And that was something that I really knew that I needed to make a big change on. Yeah, I think many, many people can resonate with having those same thoughts and concerns. But for a lot of people, I think they just kind of ignore those thoughts and and just kind of um, subscribe to the idea of, well, that's just how it has to be. So Mm -hmm. what ultimately made you decide, like, no, I'm having these feelings and these thoughts and I need to do something about it. And you kind of mentioned the steps you took, but I'm wondering if you could dive a little deeper on anything like actionable for someone listening that is listening to this and realizes, oh my gosh, I'm having these same thoughts and um, how do I get, how do I move on from this situation? Oh, absolutely. So when I was, when I realized that I was miserable and I really wanted to do something different, I knew I wanted to work from home. So I think my first steps were really understanding what it was that I, that I wanted with my life. So what I did was I created my ideal day and I listed out hour to hour what I would be doing throughout the day. And so, you know, it started with, I think I was waking up at around like 7.30, 8 a.m. I would go work out for an hour, come back, shower, eat breakfast, and then start working until probably about noon and then have lunch. And then I would start working again. And if I had any errands, I could, you know, go and do those. And then I'd have the night to do whatever I wanted. But the difference was is that I was working from home and working on things that I really love to work on. So I still had the structure that I wanted, but it was on my own terms and it could be flexible. So the first step really is to figure out what it is that you want to be doing and how you want to be structuring your life. After that, I would truly recommend delving into personal development. That is ultimately how I figured out what to be doing with my life was just working on myself. And so 
I, I know I mentioned this before, but I just started reading personal development book after personal development book mm-hmm. and watching webinars to see what options existed out there for me to pursue that would um, that would connect with the the life that I wanted or the structure and the life that I wanted to be leading. Mm-hmm. So definitely delving into personal development and opening yourself up to um, possibilities that are outside of the box. I mean, like I said, I never thought I would be an entrepreneur. I wasn't even thinking at the time that I would build my own business. I was just seeing what options could be out there and stumbled upon the online entrepreneur world Mm -hmm. um, and realized that there are so many opportunities out there that, that nobody ever really talks about unless you stumble into it. Yeah. I think both of those main things you just mentioned, the first being really narrowing down what you actually want. That one is so valuable. And it seems obvious after the fact, but I think a lot of people forget that piece. And that's also why they are continually feeling like they're not doing enough or doing what they want. It's because they don't even know what enough or what they want is. And so I think that tip of literally before you even leave your job before anything, write down, like, if you're not in a good situation, what would be a good situation? If you, if you hate going to work every day, what would make you love working every day? Because until you know what that is, how are you ever going to get there? So I love that you said that and that you actually wrote it down hour by hour from when I wake up to when I go to bed, what would make me happy? And also the the piece about personal development, you know, I know it's becoming a lot more trendy now and a lot more mainstream, but I also think that's something that's so important that until you are understanding yourself and again, what you want, but more than that, like why you want the things you want and how you can be showing up in the world, aside from business or work as the best version of yourself, I think that is the number one best way to find success in any area of life, but especially in work or business, is if you're already showing up to every other area of your life, um, knowing who you are, what you want, why you want those things, et cetera, like that is just the best way to make sure everything just comes together. So I love that you said those two things. They're so important. Yeah, absolutely. Um. So you mentioned a little earlier, and I wanted to circle back to this, that when you did realize that entrepreneurship was a path you could be taking and you were learning all these things, you you actually kind of felt like you might fail at it. Can you dive into that and talk about the fears you had when you realized like, okay, here's an option I can take and I think I want to go for it, but I'm not sure if I can pull it off. Can you Can you dive into that kind of mindset you had at the beginning? Yes, absolutely. So... When I realized that entrepreneurship was a, was, a, was a possible path for me to take, I guess I started thinking that, you know, like, who am I to, to start my own business? I don't have any training, any background in that. You know, I didn't major in business when I was, was, when I was in college. Um, and so I guess I really doubted that I would be smart enough or to have the tools around me to be able to build a successful business. Um, I was always okay at math. I was always pretty good at science, you know, the, the core subjects. But I would never, they were never the best subjects for me. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, you know, if I want to be in business, I'm going to have to, fig- you know, I'm going to have to do accountant work and 
work with numbers and those I'm not the best at that. And how am I going to, how am I going to run a successful business if I can't even do that? So I really ran into imposter syndrome, which for anybody listening is basically asking yourself, who am I to be doing blank? So who am I to be an entrepreneur? I have no background. I have no education about it. How can I be successful at doing this? Mm. And that was really the biggest problem that I ran into. Yeah. So did it for you, did it just take like keep, like keeping on going and keeping on trying things till you realize that it was actually like turning out? Or did you just have to kind of ignore those scary thoughts and say, okay, I know I'm feeling this, but I don't really care. I'm still going to try it. Like what, what was that factor that just made you push through that and, and get on the other side of realizing like, oh, I'm actually doing it. I'm actually an entrepreneur and I'm, I, I left my job and I'm doing all these things. Like what was, was there anything you can think of that like made you push through that? Or was it just like your, your determination to get out of that situation or what do you think it was? Yeah. So what I think it was, was when I, when I found the online entrepreneurial world, everybody was talking about how, how they were able to do it themselves. And so Mm -hmm. people would bring up the fact that they had no formal education, that they had no background in business, and yet they were still able to do it. And so it was actually seeing that so many other people were capable of doing it Mm -hmm. that I realized that, well, if they can do it, why can't I, right? Like, what make you know, why, why would they be any different from me? And so really just using that mindset to my advantage is if anybody else can do it, I should be able to do it too. Amazing. Yeah, I think that's one of the really great things about now having this space online and this sense of community with so many different things is that, um, you know, while one one kind of negative thing people always bring up about the Internet is that there can be a lot of fakeness and a lot of hiding. But I think Mm -hmm. a huge positive thing is that it does bring such a level of transparency of people sharing their struggles that has allowed other people to relate and find community and find themselves and others and allow them to pursue their their goals because so many people are sharing what has been hard and what what their true knowledge and experience is and showing where they've gotten to and so I think for a lot of people it is that moment of well if they can why can't I you know mixed with that imposter syndrome for a lot of people I think of well even though they could do it what what how do I know I can do it? I think it's just the more you hear people's stories and their experiences, the more someone else can hear that and just let that be enough proof for them that, well, I can at least try it. And, and then they find themselves in a whole new situation just from taking that chance. So I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Absolutely. yeah. So now that you have made it to that point of being able to leave a nine to five life and, have your own business. What does a typical day look like for you? Because I know for a lot of people who are thinking of going this route, it's it's very like mysterious. Um, there's lots of misconceptions too about this lifestyle. So I was hoping you could shed light on what tip, a typical day looks like for you. Yes, for sure. So every day is pretty pretty different, but I have I personally like structure. Mm-hmm. That is something that like I liked about the nine to five was the structure. Mm-hmm. But I, I, as I already went over, there's many things, you know, many red flags and things that I didn't <laughs> like. But 
for my day, I mostly start with a, or every day I start with a morning routine. So I wake up and I work on meditation, on using affirmations, and um, I usually read about a chapter or two from a personal development book. And so I kind of start my day with with um, a really relaxing way to to sort of wake myself up and get into the groove of having to to work. So I like to start with with relaxation first, and then after that, um, I usually have you know client calls or podcast calls. I do have my own podcast. Um, or, you know, other scheduled things that I have to uh, adhere to. Um, and apart from that, I'm just doing back like back work on my business, so creating the graphics for my social media, scheduling social media posts, um, connecting with uh, potential clients, that sort of thing. So I generally work from, like, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. on my business because those mm-hmm. are the hours that I generally like to work. And then I give myself the night the night off. However, there are days where that doesn't exactly work out and I have something going on the entire morning until noon that's not business related. And then I end up working, you know, maybe from 1 p.m. until maybe even 10 p.m. Or there's days that I really need to get this this project done and I will work from 9 a.m. until midnight. You know, so there's just so much flexibility within my schedule. Yeah which I really love that allows me to get what I need to get done, done. Um, and then, you know, then I have days where. Oh, I think I lost you there. Can you still hear me? Oh yes. Oh, perfect. It cut out just for a second. Um, so if you could maybe just repeat the very last thing you said, um, I think we should be good. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. And then there's days that, I just decide to take off because I feel like I need it. So I'll just take a random Tuesday off because I really, you know, I don't have that much to, to do that day or I can put it off and I just want to take a, a self-care day. Awesome. I love that your morning routine includes relaxation because I feel like for most people, they put that on the very end of their to-do list and it's more the mindset of, well, if I get everything else done, then I can relax. And let's be honest, who can really convince themselves at the end of the day, there's always something else to do, right? So I love that you start intentionally with giving that time for yourself to make sure it's not missed. I love that. And I hope people can hear that and, and, and notice how important that is. Um, Yes, for sure. So you've talked a lot about that you have turned to a lot of different books and resources to help you on this journey. Can you share some of some of your favorites? Yes, absolutely. So the first personal development book I read was actually, it was given to me as a graduation present um, when I graduated from college. And it's You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. I love that book. And that's, yes, I love it too. So that's ultimately what turned me on to personal development books. Um, I actually thought that they were very hokey before that, and I never read one before. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't until I was like 21 years old that I actually decided to sit down and read one and realized how useful and practical they really truly are. So in that one, they give a lot of um, like manifestation techniques and just like overall really wonderful advice for like building a successful life for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, another one is The Success Principles by Jack Canfield. 
Have you ever read that one? Um, no, but when I had Hannah from um, Dream Life is Real Life on the podcast, she talked heavily about that. So I really need to check that one off because I know it's helped so many people. Yes, I I refer back to that one all the time. He, Jack Hansel is just absolutely incredible, and no, like he's been working on personal development and learning for years and years and years. Um, so he has a lot to say. Um, another one is the Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. Oh, I haven't heard of and that. And that one is. Oh, sorry. What's that? I haven't heard of that one. It's phenomenal. You should definitely check it out. Um, it goes into like the age-old success business principles, I suppose you could say. So business principles that have been passed down from generation to generation to generation and that always work. And he basically says that any business, if you make good decisions, if you give it time and you're consistent, it will be successful. Mm. Yeah. So I really like that one as well. Yeah. Um, another favorite I like to ask about is any quotes or mantras that have helped you along this journey. I know you mentioned that's something that you you do use, so I was wondering if you if you could share any of those. Oh yes. My favorite one is um I'm trying to think of how it's worded. Um, I always get it mixed up. <laughs> I like to say the expert what is it? The expert used to be a beginner? No. The expert, oh my gosh, I can't believe I can't think of it right now. Because I used to say it all the time, and I haven't for probably a couple months now. It basically means that everybody starts as a beginner. Yeah. So it's something like the expert was once a beginner. That's what it is. Yeah, that's The awesome. expert was once a beginner. <laughs> that's so simple, but so powerful. I love that. Yeah, and it just it just lets you know that, you know, even if you are just getting started out, if you're just getting started out, that everybody was in that place at one time. Mm-hmm. And so you are only going to get better from there, and you will get to the expert level. It's just going to take some time. But just know that you are not alone in, in having been in that place. Awesome. And then a last favorite I love to ask everyone is, do you have a favorite failure? So something that at the time felt like a complete failure, but now with perspective, you can look back and see so much good that came from it or just a place you went after that failure that you maybe wouldn't have gotten to. Mm, Yeah, I would say my business in general. Mm. (laughs) Like at one point I thought it was a complete failure because I wasn't generating any income off of it. In fact, I didn't generate any income off my business for the first six months. Mm-hmm. And I know we talked about, we yeah, we touched on this a little bit before, how sometimes there seems to be a little bit of weakness um, in the online communities yeah. of, you know, people maybe lying about their success or the income that they're generating. And I guess I thought that I would have been generating a lot more income at the six month point than I actually was. And if you actually think about it as from a business standpoint, six months in not generating income is not actually that terrible. Um, But from everything I was seeing, I felt like an absolute failure. Mm -hmm. And I was very close to just shutting it all down and going back to a nine to five because I knew that I needed income, you know, to pay my rent and my bills and my student loans. Um, But I kept going because I, it's actually at the time I was reading the book, The Compound Effect, 
um, where he was saying, you just have to keep going. Like you have to be consistent. You have to give it time and you need to make good, you have to make good decisions and you will get there. And so at that point I realized I will do whatever it takes to make this business work because if I keep going, it will work no matter what. That's amazing. And I really appreciate that vulnerability right there, sharing about the first six months of your business. I think that little piece right there is going to help so many people who might be in that same position or, like you said, might be seeing, you know, all these other seemingly successful people and starting to doubt themselves. So I appreciate you sharing that. Um, Oh, absolutely. (laughs) I totally know how it is, how it feels to be in that place. So if I can share that with anybody i hope that they can take it and run with it awesome so what is exciting you in your business right now yeah so i actually just published my first book oh congratulations uh thank you yes i'm so excited it was something i had been working on for a long time and i was so excited to finally achieve that dream that i had been dreaming of and thinking about even before i started working um so I just actually published that on September 1st, and that is out. Um, and I also just started my own podcast on October 1st. So How those fun. are the two most exciting things going on in my business. Yeah, what's your podcast about? It is an entrepreneurial podcast, and I like to share stories of basically how people got to where they are today um, and just share inspiration and tangible advice. For how other people can get started. Awesome. So it sounds like if someone's listening to this podcast, they will love yours as well. So we will make sure that link is down there for them. And then I totally forgot to ask, but what is your book about? Yeah. So uh, my book is actually kind of about the similar thing. Um, it's getting started in a service-based online business. So it's called Limitless Millennials, um, Breaking Free of the 9 to 5 and Turning Your Daydreams into Your Reality. And so it kind of goes over just about all the steps that I took, even into way more detail of going from nine to five, starting my business, and then even the beginning steps of getting started in a business. Awesome. That sounds amazing. So yeah, anyone listening that wants more of all we've been talking about, definitely check out that book. And I'm hoping we have a link for that too, or people can go straight to it, or I'm sure through your socials, they can find that. Um, oh, absolutely. Awesome. And what's your vision for the future of your business? That's a really great question and one that I get asked very often and don't have a perfect answer mm. to. So I don't really know where it's going to go, to be honest. I My vision is that with you know this edition of the podcast and the book, I really hope to release more books in the future. Um, and I really hope to take, you know, my mission and my business to a more global scale to be spreading the message that, you know, millennials are truly limitless and can be doing so much more than they absolutely think. So, you know, speaking gigs in the future um, and just, yeah, just trying to get the message out to more people. Awesome. Um. So where can people find you? Um, I'm sure you're all over all the different social platforms, um, but where's the best um, place people can connect with you? Yeah, so you can connect with me on Facebook. Um, You can just look up Hannah Morris and connect with me personally. I have a Facebook group. It's called Limitless Millennials. You can search that in the Facebook toolbar. Um, Same thing on Instagram. It's limitless underscore millennials. Um, and also on my website, which is www.limitlessmillennials.com. 
all can be found right there. So I make it pretty easy. It's all the same. <laughs> awesome. And before we wrap up, if you could talk directly to that person who's sitting at their nine to five and feeling all of those warning signs and red flags, they just can't ignore them. What is one piece of advice you would give that person in that stage um, uh, who, who again has found this entrepreneurship path, but just has no idea how they're going to pull it off? What would you tell them? I would say to just get started, even with the smallest step today, just make one move towards going down that path and making it a reality. Even if it's, you know, creating a Facebook group or a Facebook business page and not even inviting anybody to it, but just creating it. And then the next day, make one more move and just keep going because even those small moves will lead up to it actually becoming a reality. Awesome. So I think we talked about a lot of great stuff um, and we're going to help a lot of people with sharing your story, but is there anything else we haven't talked about yet that you'd want to talk about or anything you want to add? I think the only thing that I would love to add is um, something I like to talk about is, you know, when, when people are actually considering leaving their nine to five and they're not sure of when to do it because maybe they're not super sustainable in their business or, you know, they're just, they're getting too overwhelmed yeah. with both priorities um, is just to know that you are going to know exactly when to quit. And it's because you're going to be overwhelmed and you're not going to be able to take it any longer or because you feel so good about your business that you know that, that you're going to be okay if you do quit. And also know that if you do take the plunge and you do quit, that you are resourceful enough to to be able to make the income that you need to, whether it's from your business or from, you know, even getting a part-time job elsewhere to make sure that you make it work. But just know that you are resourceful enough to figure it out and to get by enough to do that. I love that. Thank you so much for adding that. That was very powerful. And uh, yeah, thank you for adding that. Okay, so um, I do have all your links. Those will all be in the show notes. Um, I did notice you added that masterclass for um, media features. Did you want to talk about that at all? Or should I just have that link there? Oh, sure. Yeah. So I completely forgot that I sent that to you. So Another thing that I talk about often in my business is getting media features. It's something that's really uh, transformed my business. Um, that was one of the ultimate things that that helped me start getting clients and to start getting uh, actual reliable income within my business. So, you know, getting speaking gigs, um, getting, you know, interviewed on podcasts like this one, um, or even just being featured in guest blog posts um, are really what transformed. So I created this masterclass that where I give absolutely all the information you'll need to get started and to be able to get those media features so that you can completely transform your business um, exactly how you'd like to. Awesome. Okay. Well, I think that was the last thing I wanted to make sure we talked about. Um, again, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today. Yeah. Thank you so much. It was an absolute pleasure awesome. being able to talk to you, Haley. All right. Well, have a great rest of your day. Yes, you too. I'll talk to you later. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. New episodes go live every single Wednesday. 
The best way to never miss an episode is to hit subscribe or follow wherever you are listening. You can follow the show on Instagram at Wi-Fi Work Ethic and find an archive of all past episodes at themillennialmarketplace.com. If you love this episode and you know of someone whose entrepreneurial story should be shared or a topic you want me to talk about, please send them my way. It is my passion to get this message into as many ears as possible. And if you liked what you heard today, it goes a long way if you take 30 seconds to leave a five-star review and share this with your people. It truly means a lot. Thank you again for sticking all the way to the end of this episode. Until next time, stay humble and hustle hard, my friends. 